Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. It's uh, everything I dreamed of. I don't want to tell my dad that I love him. I still don't know what just happened. I'm just so grateful. Just so grateful for the opportunity to play this game. You know, you can accomplish anything in life you're willing to work for. The legacy is not what you give people, it's what you put inside people, and also what they put inside of me. You know, this game has given me a lot, but at the same time, I need to give my family more. Hey everyone, welcome to Beyond the Locker Room. Maria Prekagis here. It's Beyond the Locker Room with Maria. Uh, Big Brother Pete's going to be our first guest, uh, first podcast and vlog, but I'm super excited to have my buddy Trevor because we need to cover everything NFL with T-Bone Steak. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> Pleasure to be here. I love it. So Pete's my big bro. Trevor, you're almost like my little bro. I, that's how I like to you call know, you. You know, I was just going to say that, too. <laughs> I am honored. Honored uh, to be You know, bro. you know. So we'll get to Pete in a minute, but um, during this podcast and vlog, we are going to go over all what's happening. Uh, but first, a little bit about you. How'd you get into football? And especially your team's the Eagle, mine's the Seahawks. We'll discuss their demise, right? In a little bit. Yeah, totally. Um, I got into football because of my dad. He is uh, from Philadelphia. So we grew up watching the Eagles. And uh, if you wanted to eat at dinner, you were watching the Eagles. So that's how I got into football. How about yourself? Well, uh, same thing. My dad was a huge fan. Uh, We'd all, I I talk about this with my brother later, we all would go to church. Uh, Yes, even Pete. And then we'd pile into my dad's huge king size bed and, you know, have snacks and just watch football the rest of the day on Sunday. So it was great. So that's how I got into it. But let's talk about our teams. Both of them not doing so well third of the way through the season. I mean, I would say that the Eagles looked like a complete dumpster fire last game. Um, The best part of the highs of the season for the Eagles were the first game. They were picked to win four games in the season. After they won that first game, they were picked to, to win 11. And then... All downhill from there. The last game was a complete dumpster fire. I already said that. But um, it's, I mean, it was a complete embarrassment up and down for the organization, as I feel. Um, It's a little like Jalen Hurts. Yeah, you've got your rookie season going. But, I mean, they're not running the ball. The coaches aren't on the same page. The defense looks soft. Everybody says they're soft. And uh, I was just glad that I didn't get to watch it. (laughs) <laughs> and I actually almost went to the Raiders game. I am going to the Denver game in a couple of weeks. And the good thing is that Denver is not very good either. <laughs> so maybe we'll win. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Well, my uh, Seahawks didn't look so great. And, you know, Russell Wilson out with an injury. That's obviously a huge part of it. Yeah, that is the biggest part, I think. I mean, when it starts, your best player is him, obviously. And when you can't 
have the guy, the best player, get the ball to your other best players, it, it really, really puts a damper on the situation. Well, I was watching one of the sports shows, and they were already dissing on the coach. And, oh, maybe it's time for him to go. And everyone's like, he's taken them to how many playoffs over the last few years? I mean, crazy. And I love me some Pete. I love Pete Carroll. I loved uh, when he paid his players at USC. Um, <laughs> I love that. I, he's a player's coach, and... Um, What's not to love about him? I mean, the guy, except for that when he didn't run the ball on the Super Bowl, that was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, that crushed everyone. <laughs> yeah, but he's, I mean, he's a great coach. Um, I, think the, I think the fans are just frustrated, and they've got to blame somebody right now, and he's, on, he's the guy to blame right now because yeah. they were all over Russell Wilson in the summer, and now it's moved on from him because he's hurt, so someone else has to take the blame. Yeah, no, you can never please Everyone, especially a bunch of rabid fans. So let's talk some highlights from the last week. Tom Brady, whether you like him or not, 600 touchdown passes. Yeah, that's amazing. And also, uh, he, what, he uh, gave a high five to that cancer survivor kid, too. Yeah. I mean, like him or hate him, like you said. I hated him when he was with, uh, well, who are the, who's that stupid team? Uh, the <laughs> Patriots, yeah, they won a bunch of... But uh, I hated him, and ever since he's gone to Tampa, I almost like him now because he's, I don't know, he's kind of cool. <laughs> he's, he's pretty cool. Well, and you did a little research on, so the guy that received the touchdown gave it to a fan. Yeah, Mike Evans <laughs> yes. gave the ball to a fan, and the fan gave it back right away. Um, I, I would have kept it, I think, but that, you know, the strength coach, the strength coach, or the defensive coach is sitting there yelling at the guy. He gives it back. So they said the ball was worth $500,000. Um, the fan gave it back. The fan received uh, two signed jerseys and a helmet from Tom Brady, uh, a signed Mike Evans jersey, uh, and also game-worn cleats, $1,000 to the Bucks team store, uh, season tickets for this year and next year, and one Bitcoin. I think they came up about... $350,000 short on his winnings, but you still got to be pretty happy about it, I guess. Yeah, poor Mike Evans didn't even realize. He was just like, yeah, here. I mean, you got to think that that's a talk in the locker room that like, hey, if anybody scores, make sure you get that ball to Tom Brady because if he throws a touchdown. You yeah. Know? I mean, <laughs> just, like, so it was a, that was the biggest hello. miscommunication of the game there. It was. Yeah. It was. So what else do you have for me this week? Oh, what else have we got? We've got, um, let's see here. Um, taunting calls are a big thing in the NFL now. Um, I've seen some pretty bad calls as far as uh, players making a tackle, and they're not really like in the person's face per se, but they're getting flags. And uh, the Eagles actually, I think it was a pretty pivotal uh, part in the game. Avery made a tackle. It was two weeks ago, and uh, they gave him – it was against Tom Brady's team, and he did it against Leonard Fournette, and they gave him 15 yards for standing in front of him. And I thought it was a pretty pivotal play of the game, and I just I don't know where they're going or what the NFL is doing about it, but it seems to be a very hot topic around the NFL. And, uh, I mean, excessive celebration, I get it, but when yeah. you're making – offensive players get to spike the ball in the, in the end zone, defensive players make a tackle, and now they're getting flagged. It's just It makes no sense to me. Well, and no, it's it's a little. I mean, I know that they want safety of the game, and you know, but it's football. They can be big bullies in yes. some respects. 
And right. uh, yeah, well, actually, uh, this week is isn't trade deadlines coming up too? Yes. And I believe uh, Deshaun Watson is hot topic. And uh, the Dolphins are looking. The Eagles might even be looking because they're looking at uh, three first-round draft picks next year. And all the teams that they're going to get the draft picks from are very bad. So that might be uh, three picks in the top top eight. Well, and here's my question because I never played. I just love the game. You, you never know, played football? Oh, yeah. F- funny thing. I never played. So I was the rah-rah cheerleader. Shocking, I know. But... Your team, you're at the bottom of the league. How do you – I know they're, they're athletes and they're competitive and they want to win, but how do you not throw those last few games to get the first-round draft pick? <laughs> um, well, I, the Eagles did that last year, and they got a lot of crap for it. And, uh, I mean, I, I, tanking's a part of the game, I think, whether you like it or not, like Tom Brady. It's just uh, – it is what it is, and if you need that first-round draft pick, unfortunately, it's like the teams that get it don't ever seem to do anything with it, like the Jets. They get so many first-round draft picks, and they just can't get a team together forever. I have a great friend who's a Jet fan, and he, you can't call him during the game. He doesn't even go up to go to the restroom. He's like just there because he thinks it will jinx it. And I think, I think this year he's finally just getting up, going to the restroom, getting himself something to drink or eat. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've well, a couple games I haven't watched this year that we won, and uh, it was like maybe I shouldn't watch the games at all because <laughs> me, obviously it's up to me. Um, it's not coaching. It's not Jalen Hurts. It's if I watch the game. And that's it. Well, and superstitions. I do a lot of rodeo, as you know. Uh, produce and host a lot of rodeos. <laughs> and Talk about superstitions. They have some weird ones there. But w- that's for another time. Uh, anything else you have for me this fine day? Um, let's see. The Packers receivers are all on the COVID list right now, too. Defonte Adams. And then uh, I believe uh, their other receiver, I can't remember his name, Lazard. He just went on, too. So they could be looking at a... Uh, a rough weekend, and they're playing someone pretty good, too. I can't remember who, but I have the tight end for the Packers on my fantasy team, so if there are two receivers are out, then Tunyon is going to be looking great. Okay, Fantasy League, a whole other series as well, oh, because yeah. I was like, I get it, I get how you do it, but I was like, how, but it's just another game to play. Oh, it's just Dungeons and Dragons for jocks. <laughs> and that I is... never played Dungeon. I don't think we had it at our house yeah. growing up. It's. Uh, I never played it either, but it's been described to me. I've, my, uh, I have friends that played it, and I would never play it. But that's so know. funny. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty funny. And the game lasts for like it's like cricket. It lasts for like twelve days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those. I, I don't understand cricket either. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not no idea. That, huh? But we're talking <laughs> football instead. So thank goodness. Thank goodness. What um, I'm going to get to your list. But what about on ESPN two, Peyton and Eli? They were so successful the first couple of weeks. So Monday Night Football, have you seen this? Oh, I just, uh, yeah, my friend was telling me about it, and I didn't realize that there was another uh, stream. And I watched it, and I think those guys are so funny. <laughs> They're awesome. They had Drew Brees on this week, and, you know, just to talk. So you have the game, which is great. You know what's going on. And then they just talk, and they analyze, and then they give each other grief. And I think it's a great broadcast. I think they, uh, they silenced Tom Brady this week, too. He was on there <laughs> as a guest, did. and they were like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, they, they are uh, a dynamic duo. I mean, even separately, they are amazing. And then when you bring them together, it's even better. Yeah, no. 
They're hilarious. All right, we're going to wrap things up soon, but what else do you have on that list of yours? Because I want to get to it. Um, let's see here. Um, buyers, sellers. Uh, I believe that the Eagles will be selling everybody because they're not very good. Um, unfortunately, I think it'll be the first year that I have to uh, get rid of a jersey. They'll be getting rid of Fletcher Cox, and that'll be my first jersey I've ever had. A person traded, and I always give my brother crap because he had Carson Wentz, and they traded him. And my other brother had Carson Wentz, so I got to double down on them, and now they're going to get it back to me. And it's really not going to be good. That's why you just have a be on the locker room jersey like me, and then you're good because you never have to give them up. <laughs> oh yeah, another thing that we could talk about: uh, seven and O. Oh yeah, no, that and is on my list. Why? The Seahawks are so bad, too, because Arizona is so good. And they just got Zach Ertz from the Eagles, who had an amazing touchdown. And I cried. And he actually threw something to an Eagles fan after the game. It's pretty cool. That has to be hard going back. Like Tom Brady a couple weeks ago went back to you know New England. and But he's like, after the game, it was all worth it. Of course, yeah. he won, so it was all worth it. But hugging everyone and saying hi to everyone. It was interesting to watch him play Bill Belichick. It's interesting to see a player play a coach that knows everything about him and i mean yeah it was like he had the defensive schemes going and confusing him and then they almost won and they lost by hitting the field goal post (laughs) i know that was when you're a kicker i know it's not just the kicker's game but that you know you got to make those i mean well at the same time it was raining and it was blowing like 30 miles an hour (laughs) i mean he'll probably he had a ray finkel moment you know yeah laces out our laces are always out with yeah. Sid. You got to say hi to Sid. He's my um. This morning when I have to get up early, you don't require sleep, but let me tell you, I do, and that's I feel like Sid the sloth today. But yeah, Cardinals seven and zero. I'm jumping on that bandwagon. Why not? I think so too. I mean, Kyler Murray is one of the most exciting uh, quarterbacks to watch, and uh, they've just done this thing the last couple years where they just keep picking up guys like J.J. Watt, and then they picked up Zach Ertz. And even before that, they got Hicks from the Eagles, too, who's an amazing linebacker. And they just keep on picking up. And, um, I mean, the Rams are so good, too. I mean, that whole division is unreal. And the Seahawks are good. But, like, they're the worst team in that division. But, like, that division is awesome. And, like, if you look at the NFL League, they're not the worst team in the league. It's just that 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 division is like the nuclear arms race. <laughs> Like everybody's gearing up for war and they just got the best players and like Matthew Stafford is unreal and the Cardinals are unreal and uh, Geno Smith is not so unreal. He's not very good. No. I didn't even know, I mean, all the Seahawks stuff. I was like, who's the backup? And <laughs> yeah. everyone else was like, yeah, we didn't know either. We're like, who's the backup? Yeah, when uh, he got hurt, everybody's like, oh, that's where Geno Smith is. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's bounced he was, around a bunch. Yeah, I thought he was done. <laughs> Sadly to say, I said I did the same thing, too. Well, yeah, and you know way more than myself. I just like to talk to people about football, learn more, and share our thoughts. So we're going to get to Big Brother Peak. We are here at Grumpy's, thanks to that. Grumpy's, come in, see Trav. I just do the books. That's all he lets me do. Nothing behind the counter. I do everything else because he doesn't let me do the books, which is fine. Exactly. (laughs) But you're not on the wall. Uh, I am over there. Oh, you are on the other side? I'm over there. Yeah, well, Grumpy Sun Valley, come get your burger. T-Bone, how'd you get the nickname T-Bone? Um, I don't know. I think it was, uh, they were making fun of me when I first started working here. And uh, <laughs> they were watching, I think, Seinfeld. And then the Coco T-Bone episode came on where 
George wanted to be T-Bone, but he looked like they acted like the monkey, so they called him Coco the monkey. <laughs> and uh, he, he said it was my pledge name, so it wasn't my choice. And if you if you act like you don't like a name, guess what? It You're sticks. gonna hit stick. <laughs> Mine was packaged cheese because you know prekajis. People still to this day they're oh like, my God. "How do you pronounce it?" I go, "Think packaged cheese, prekajis." I was on a business call yesterday and I said that, and I go, I "Don't know if that was super business like, but they got it because they want to know how to pronounce my last name." I think simple is the best way to go. Yeah, I like. I'll still call you Trev or Trevi. Yeah, let's not have that stick. Packaged cheese. That's so packaged. Funny. Isn't that funny? Did somebody call you that or did you make that up? No, someone called me that. And look, people are coming in. Um, We'll get some more next week, every Thursday right here on Beyond the Locker Room with Maria. Up next, Pete. All right. Thank you, Maria. Thank you. Welcome to our first episode. And of course, I have big brother Pete because, you know, who else would get up this early at his own place? (laughs) Good morning, Maria. Thanks for having me on your first inaugural podcast. (laughs) I know. It's a... I, I did the print so big on my questions that I wouldn't have to wear these, but it's still not that big. So That's what happens when we age. I don't like aging. So no, this, aging's bad. This podcast is called Beyond the Locker Room, so I'm going beyond the locker room. Why? Because I don't need to be in the locker room with all the sweaty people. Grossness. So I'm going to bring... Men's bodies are ugly. <laughs> I'm not going there. You're my brother. Gross. Anyway. So um, it's really about NFL, but the middle section of my podcast is just going to be about people who played football, who love football. And you did, I have to start because we have to give our friend Mark Rippin a shout out. You were his guard in high school at what were you 5'10", 170? No, I was 5'11", 195 (laughs) as a senior in high school, uh, all league offensive guard at that size. But that was in 1980-81. And when Mark Rippon's your quarterback, you don't do a lot of run blocking. <laughs> Is that why? I know. I forgot you were all GSL quarter, or uh, guard, right? All guard. Greater Span- all Greater Spokane League. But yeah, we uh, we had two uh, running plays. One was a draw, and one was the screen pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was MVP of the Super Bowl, so you know, yeah, you know, you got to give him some creds. We uh, will hopefully get. We are going to get him. Um, his nephew. Brett, you don't know that yet, Rippin, and then Brett's dad, Timmy. So it's, that's going to be a three-part series. you got to go with the nepotism when you first start out things like this. Yeah, we're the Polish-Greek mafia from Spokane, <laughs> the Rippins and the Prekajesus. <laughs> they were Polish. God, great They family. still are. <laughs> they are. They were and they are. So let's talk about history in the sport of football. When did you start? Did our dad get you into it? I'm assuming. You know, I don't remember. So we played growing up in Spokane. There was a junior football league. It was called junior football. It had weight divisions, uh, which is nice looking back on it. And I played for the Eagles. I remember that. Yeah. And Coach Van Oss. And, uh, and he was a great coach. And uh, his son, uh, his first name, he was the, his son was the quarterback. Of course, that's usually <laughs> true in uh, young <laughs> junior football leagues. You know, the, dad, the, the dad's the coach and the son's the quarterback. But um, that's when I started, seventh grade. And it's probably about early enough to start playing football. I don't want to discount the game of football because, you know, I love it. But, you know, you can teach someone how to play the game of football in about a month. <laughs> in about a month? Yeah, because it's uh, the first five steps got to be hard. And you got to and you got to be willing to deliver the blow. So what was your position? 
Um, that you know what I actually played fullback and uh, fullback and uh, linebacker. I th- I don't know if we played both, but you know, you each had a back then. You each had an offensive and defensive position. Yeah, so fullback. I didn't carry the ball much. A lot of blocking. (laughs) Then you became a right guard. That's right. I love it. So what did you like about football? Because you went on through, actually, college. Yes, people he played for Whitworth. (laughs) Well, now, back then, it was Whitworth College. Now, it's Whitworth University. Back then, it was NAIA Division II, so the smallest four-year school you could play football at. Uh, Whitworth and that whole league um, has gone to Division Three in their in and their facilities. Or we used to practice at Whitworth on what we called the Moon Bowl because it had so many holes in the <laughs> in the grass on the back forty that you, when you practice, you better be looking for holes or else you were done with an ankle sprain. But uh, no, so I played just one year of a very small college uh, football. But you know. I have to tell you, for me, I was strong. I had a good first five steps, and uh, I could, I, I could hit and deliver a blow. Uh, and your brother is not as coordinated as he is faked being for his life playing <laughs> hockey and football. But those are sports that you need strong, mean guys, and I was a strong, mean guy. And so it was something uh, to do. And, and then, you know, anything that keeps you off the streets, especially your brother. <laughs> we um, won't go into that. That's yeah, a whole other, like, three-hour podcast. That's a whole podcast. other podcast. Yeah, that's a podcast <laughs> on Raising Cain. Uh, but it, it was great. And, you know, uh, as you know, um, I'm still – good friends with all with so many guys that I played football with and you know my main not main sport but the one I was played the most was you know hockey but uh in junior hockey but I'm still in contact with I could name you know five guys right now that I played high school football with uh that we still when uh I go to Seattle we still go out for a drink and and get together and uh shoot the shit as they say and then uh you know, playing high school football, glory days, <laughs> well, yeah, right, uh, was was great. And having uh, Rip as the quarterback uh, was just uh, a pretty amazing thing when you look back at it because, you, you know, you don't know this guy. Well, you knew this guy was going to go pro. I think we knew then um, that he was had a bright future in pro football. But, you know, it was uh, it was pretty amazing watching him, you know, in high school throw the ball 60 yards. When you won the Greater Spokane League title, what was that? I remember mom was on the field, dad, we were all crying and hugging. And it was, it was a, a big deal. Well, you know, once again, just like the movie Friday Night Lights in Texas. And, and you know, Spokane at that time was, I would still say, you know, not a big town and and we had friday night lights uh and and it was amazing because shadel i don't think had ever won it and it was a school that was uh started you know opened in 1963 and so it was a big deal it was a really big deal and then you know of course we beat gonzaga prep (laughs) which is always so you know it's funny the things you remember um uh, the first game we played as seniors was against Gonzaga Prep. And they had a kid uh, who started going to school there who was at Lewis and Clark, 
Um, and then another guy, and they were both basically uh, tailbacks, and we didn't know whether they were going to come out in an I formation with the bigger one as a fullback or what. And so we really couldn't prepare uh, for them. And th- I think Rippon had, had over maybe 400 yards in passing, and they had like 400 yards on the ground. And we beat them like by three points, 35, 32, something like that. But what I remember is that before that first game, I mean, the coach didn't announce who was the captains till like before we took the field. And so I had a bad stomach. And uh, he announced that Mark and I were elected uh, captains. And we took the field. Now, that, that was, uh, I mean, in Joe Alby Stadium. So we're in high school. And there was 10,000 people there. I mean, the stadium sat 30, I think. But it was. And... What uh, what it was the biggest garbage field? It was like concrete with astroturf. I was gonna say it was a turf field. I remember yeah, that. turf. That's stretching the word turf. It was <laughs> it was astroturf. I didn't have. I mean, you'd fall on that field, and uh, and your arms were skinned, and uh, it was just uh, you know a real. Uh, but you know we were under the lights on Friday, you know, and uh, it was. Um, you know, crazy uh, when you think about it. But like I say, Friday Night Lights. No, it was uh, it was fun. I oh God, I remember that day. Talk about your uh, high school football coach. I can't remember Bob that. Haney. Oh, Mr. Haney. I Mr. Haney. Him. Don't make me talk about Haney. Uh, <laughs> he, he good... you know, he was he was my coach because uh, all they all had a position coach. Yeah, and he was an offensive line coach, and he had a great system. The problem was with Coach Haney is that he never changed it. So guys I played with, you know, seven years later are coaching at a rival high school and telling their people what all the line calls meant and all that. So Bob Bob had a great system. He was great. And, you know, he was a motivator uh, head coach. You know, he'd come in and uh, tell Coach Brown, uh, I need a quick pitch this week. And Coach Brown would install a quick pitch. And um, the uh, the defensive line coach, um, uh, come on, that's horrible. Because he was, we were friends with him long after high school. Yeah, and uh, he was a motivator. He had a great. Uh, he was even better, I think, than Coach Haney. But uh, Bob Haney was good. I mean, you know, he took uh, not just us, but a few other teams. You know, I think into the playoffs uh, after. My career, but I'm pretty sure my career, that's hilarious. My <laughs> time was. playing high school football, that's what it was, a career. Uh, I think you get paid for careers. Uh, so it was, uh, he was a, a great motivator, great guy, um, good coach. We'd go over to his house for uh, his mom make us donuts, the seniors. All the senior classes, you know, year after year would have a little, you know, he was, uh, yeah. you, they didn't call it team building back then. <laughs> no, it was just. But it was team building. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Oh, my word. I, I remember that. So I have to say and, and give a little love to you because um, I'll never forget the banquet. You know, high school teams always have the banquets, and it's most inf- inspirationals coming up. And I was there with mom and dad, and everyone's like, oh, Mark Rippon's a shoe-in. And all of a sudden, they called your name, and everyone was like, huh? <laughs> but you were. I mean, first, let's talk about what was it like as Mark as a leader. But you really, I mean, besides inspirational – 
you got a lot of people to those games. You kept the team up, and you got that award. And then I had to look at your face for a year. I know a year. I think it was up in the gym. <laughs> a couple for longer. years. Yeah. You know, uh, once again, I, uh, I, I've coached, like I say, I've coached every level of youth hockey poorly, uh, but I'm more of an assistant coach, rah-rah guy, right? I mean, whether it's here at Grumpy's managing my staff uh, or whether it was in the locker room with, uh, you know, the players, I, I was a, a bit of a motivator and... Um, and most inspirational is also a good way of saying least coordinated, <laughs> but you know, I mean, once again, you know, if you want to, if you want to be a part of the team, you've got to find your spot. And my spot was, uh, uh, was hitting people hard and motivating and, uh, um, you know, and, and it's funny you say getting the people out because back then, and, and I don't know how far we want to get into it, but <laughs> I uh, on Fridays we'd wear our jerseys to school, and there was back then there was a jock parking lot and a head lot. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what a head is, you can I, maybe that's on the the Google on the interweb. <laughs> but I went out uh, to the head lot and uh, pounded on everyone's Chevelles and GTOs and El Caminos. This is the late this is the early eighties, everyone. And that I tell you what, that lot had a lot of cars, and, and I'd go out there and bang on them and uh, make sure you know you come to the game tonight. Oh yeah, we're coming to the game, Greek. You're gonna hit someone tonight yeah i'm gonna hit someone and then i'd find out where the party was after <laughs> which of course you never went to because oh, you had to sign Lord. contracts back then no yeah i went to every party <laughs> no, that's right it's way in the past no you did and you got people there and people i remember when i finally got to high school it was like oh yeah your brother used to get everyone out there and they had their own little cheering section Oh yeah, well, and then of course, being uh, Greek, we had that community. Yeah, everyone. that was that was. I had my own cheering section for that, and then uh, I had the guys from the head lot. And uh, but I got in trouble because uh, Coach Haney's uh, Coach Haney's uh, window overlooked the head lot, and when I came back in, he was steamed, and he called me into his office, and he said. What are you doing out there? You know, that's not where we want our players. And I looked at him and I said, you know what, coach, you can not start me. You can take away my captaincy, but you can't choose my friends and I'm not doing anything wrong. And he looked and he kind of his face went blank and he went, get out of here. (laughs) Yeah, well, and you did. You got a lot of people. We'll talk about, well, the whole Greek thing. We'll talk about how I got into football um, but first, what was it like with Mark, even in high school? Was he just a born leader, even back then? Well, he was, yeah, and he was just such a great athlete. And what people, what will really, I think, blow people's minds. So we're in high school, and uh, he was quarterback, and he called his own plays. I mean, in baseball right now, in the major leagues, the catcher has one of those armbands, and they're getting signals from the dugout on every pitch to throw this guy. And Mark was such a, a student of the game, and his preparation back then with Coach Brown uh, was so intense um, that he would uh, he called his own. I mean, there were times obviously where the coach wanted to run something and put it in, but if what he was calling was going right, they just uh, let him call his own plays and. Every now and then, uh, 
he'd uh, you know in, in football there's no talking in the huddle you know unless you're the quarterback <laughs> I'd never right? make it <laughs> yeah 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 no kidding and I barely made it but uh, but as the captain you know if I wanted to say something in the huddle you know I I could say something uh, without uh, getting in trouble but uh, one time Mark came back and. And he had scrambled, and what's funny about Mark is that he could even even then he was probably six three, six four, two twenty, and uh, he was running, and he and he had good moves, and um, so he comes back to the huddle, and he's just panting, and he had just scrambled <laughs> for about twenty yards, and and it's first down, and and he says uh, he says he said. Um, nothing and i'm looking at the play clock and it's going down i'm like hey mark run a 32 dive right over my butt i got this linebacker and his tired face went right away his serious face came on he goes okay we're running an 80 series we want to hitch we want to post and we want to flag on three on three and he we break the huddle and he completes about a 20 yard pass on the post and comes back to the huddle, and he always licked his fingers like quarterbacks do. And he licks his fingers and looks at me and goes, 32 dive. We don't run the ball. <laughs> no, not when you have Mark Rippin. No, there's no reason to. I love it. Well, we are going to take a break, and we're going to continue this conversation about, I know your college coach is great, uh, next week. This is a two-part series with my brother Pete, whether he likes it or whether we like it or not. And, of course, we're coming at you from Grumpy Sun Valley. Thanks for letting Grumpy me set Grumpy Sun up. Valley. That's yep. right. Best burger, schooners, a beer. We got to, you know, we got to get all your Lots followers. Lots of stuff on the wall. Yeah, I'm actually on the wall right there with the oh, big yeah, fish. with your big fish. I'm on the wall, too, but that's a different story. Oh, yeah, that is a different different story. Thanks for joining us today on Beyond the Locker Room. We will see you and hear you next week. Remember, Beyond the Locker Room with Maria on YouTube. And of course, the Believe Network. That's what we're doing this all for and wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you next week. More with Pete. Stay tuned. Yes, it's that time for Maria's Minute where I get to talk about anything I want. And it might be more than a minute. We know this. So this week, with all the craziness going on in the world... I want to tell you an old slogan. I want to share it with you. It's be kind, rewind. Now, what does that have to do with what's going on in the world and being kind to others? Well, I'll explain it to you. When you used to rent a VHS tape, that was before the DVD, and a lot of you millennials and more won't even know what a DVD is maybe, but you'd go to the rental store and you'd pick out your favorite movie you wanted to see. You've been waiting to see it, right? You'd take it home, you'd put it in the VHS player, And you'd hit play and nothing. Why? Because the person who rented it in front of you didn't rewind it. Now, what does it take, you guys? A minute to two minutes? Someone help me out with this. To rewind an old VHS tape? That's all it takes. So, Be Kind Rewind was a sticker you saw on every tape you rented. So, how do you apply this to today's society? Take 60 seconds. Take 60 seconds to breathe. Take take 60 or fewer seconds to let the person in front of you in the grocery store line. Say hello. Take 60 seconds to smile. Hey, take three seconds to smile. But just take that extra minute or two in your everyday life and be kind, rewind. Be amazing what might just happen. Thanks for watching and listening this week. We'll see you next week on Beyond the Locker Room with Maria. Can't wait. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. 
but there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.